what an appropriate song to sing on Pentecost Sunday. And of course, that's what we are celebrating today is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus. And for 40 days after his resurrection, Jesus walked the earth and we have at least 10 recorded appearances that he made during those 40 days. And then on that 40th day, he ascended to heaven. But he said on that last day with the disciples to tarry, to wait in Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father, to wait for what even John had prophesied, that they would be baptized with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And so Jesus ascended, and 10 days later, they were waiting there in the upper room. And Acts chapter 2 says, And the day of Pentecost was fully come, and the sound of a mighty rushing wind came, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And in that one moment, in that one day, in one sermon, Peter, who had denied Jesus seven weeks ago, now preached a sermon, and 3,000 people were baptized. Powerful, powerful. Now, this evening, we have something pretty special. Mitch has contacted Pastor Tom Messer, who is, of course, my pastor. And uh, he became my pastor, Carol, and mine's pastor back in 1976. He was 39 years old. And from that day to this day, Tom Messer's been my pastor. He's 83. And he's in Phoenix, and Mitch contacted him on Zoom, and and uh, asked him to share with us this evening for just a few minutes. And it's, that's what this is. It's an interview with Pastor Tom Messer and him talking about the Holy Spirit and Pentecost Sunday and this special Sunday evening service. So would you open your heart and be ready to receive? Everybody say receive. That's such a powerful word as a Christian. We receive. We receive Christ. We receive forgiveness. We receive the Spirit of God. We receive the mercies of God. It's a great word for us. And so this evening, I'm going to ask you to please take your seat. And by the way, what an amazing time tonight, team. Amazing. Amazing. And Rosie, you're my hero. You know that. And so we're going to just focus for these next few minutes on the screen. And Pastor Messer is going to teach us about the Holy Spirit. And then when he's finished, I'm going to come back and talk for a few minutes, and then we're going to pray. We're going to pray for people tonight to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And we're just going to pray, you know, where you are there in your seat. And we're just going to have a few minutes of anyone who has never really been empowered by the Holy Spirit. Well, this would be a perfect time for you this evening that we would receive him by faith in a new power. So pastor's going to speak. He's going to preach. And then after that, we're going to have an anointing service. What, what does that mean? That may, you know, spook you or scare you off. Or No, we're just going to anoint anyone who wants to be anointed with oil tonight. And the oil represents, of course, the Holy Spirit. And so we're, Carol and me and Robin's son are just going to be here. We'll do it in a nice COVID-safe manner. But anyone who wants to be tonight, uh, it's all up to you. But if you want to be anointed, we're going to, be here with oil, and we'll anoint you with oil tonight in the name of the Lord. And I believe it'll be a real powerful, powerful time. So Pentecost Sunday, it's a special day. Let's turn now and look at Mitch talking to Pastor Tom Messer. Well, so wonderful to see you, Pastor Messer, all the way from Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, it's just lovely to catch up with you after all this time. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. 
Oh, that's great. And, uh, you know, today being Pentecost Sunday, we'd love to hear from you about what it means or how, how can we prepare ourselves to be baptized for the Holy Spirit. If you could share that with us and encourage us in that, that'd be wonderful. You know, I'd, I'd be honored to do that. Uh, Pentecost is so special in my own life and uh, can't wait to share it with all the people that are there watching and those physically there. You know, years ago, I got, I got saved in 1962 and um, joined a denominational church with my family and loved God, loved everything about God, and moved away from that city to another city about seven years later. And I began to see people that seemed to have something that I didn't have or wasn't experiencing as a child of God. And so I began asking a few questions and looking at the Bible. And I found a scripture back then that, uh, and others that I'll share briefly this evening, but it, they really touched my life. As Second Chronicles chapter 25 and verse 9, the last part of that verse says, the Lord is able to give you much more than this. I heard that, you know, it went into my spirit. No matter what we have, no matter where we are in God today, tonight, there in the building and watching, no matter how much you receive from God, the scripture says he's able to give us much more than that. And I thank God for everything I've received, the, the salvation, the joy of the Lord, the peace, all the things that go with being a child of God. But God has much more for every person in the building tonight and every person watching on uh, the, the, the video. So let's look at what God's word has to say quickly about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In Luke 11, powerful teaching by Jesus, and he said in three or four verses, he said, I say, ask, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you'll find it. Knock, and the door will open for you. And then he said, everyone that asketh or that asks, they receive. Everyone that asks, receives. And the person that knocks, uh, that seeketh, they find it. And the person that knocks the door opens for them. And then he said something really strange, I think, to all the folk there. He said, if a son shall ask for bread from any of you, he said, that's a father. He said, uh, you wouldn't give him a stone. You, you'd give him some bread. Or if he had asked for fish, uh, you, you wouldn't give him a serpent in, in place of the fish. Of course you wouldn't. If he asked for an egg, you wouldn't offer him a scorpion. I don't like scorpions. Living in Arizona, scorpions are not my friend. So it, he said, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, listen to this, how much more shall your heavenly Father, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them or to those that ask him? Boy, today is a special day in Penrith. God is in the house. The anointing is in the house. There's a stirring in the house. We're coming out of a, a long year of whatever, but we're moving, I think, turning a page, God is, by the Holy Ghost, into the most incredible days, I think, that many of us have ever seen or will ever see that's just around the corner. And so 
we, we find him saying, ask for the Holy Spirit, ask for the Holy Ghost. The word ask is used six times just in those little verses that I read. So Jesus said, ask and keep on asking, knock and just keep on knocking, seek and keep on seeking. Now the order, I think that something is said is very, very important. The first thing he said was about the baptism. The last words that he spoke on this earth in Acts chapter 1, verse 4, he said, being assembled together with them, with those believers there, he commanded them. He didn't suggest. He commanded them to stay right there, not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which said, you've heard from me. He had told them all about just what I told you. He told them about the baptism. He said, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized, listen, with the Holy Ghost not many days from now. Isn't that good news to those guys? The last thing he said to them is you just wait there until you get something that you've never dreamed of. You've never experienced this, guys. It's going to be something super, super natural. Then in verse uh, down in uh, chapter 1, verses 8 and 9, if you keep reading a couple of verses more, he said, but you shall receive power. See, I believe the devil, why he fights you so hard and fights me so hard to keep us away from the mighty baptism of the Holy Ghost. I don't think it's because we speak in tongues. We get to speak in tongues, and I'll talk about that a little bit more in a moment. But I think it's because of power. We receive power from on high to do what we can't possibly do without that power from heaven. Praise God. And, and then he went on to say, you'll be witnesses unto me. Down in verse 8, and all Judeans, Samaria, and Australia, and America, all around the world, you're going you're gonna to let your light shine for me. And then when he spoke these things, he left. So the last thing he said was wait until you get filled with the Holy Ghost. See, the baptism... Listen, church, the baptism with the Holy Spirit is not an optional experience. It's not an optional experience. The, the Holy Ghost is not a denomination. It, it's, it's not that church over there, that church over there. No, it, it's not a movement. It's not a church. The Holy Ghost is not a movement or a church. It's a life-transforming gift from God. That's meant to be received by every born-again believer. It's amazing the powerful gift that he gives to his kids. In Luke 24, I love what he said there. He said, behold, I send the promise of my father to Penrith. I mean, that's, what he, that, that's not what he said, but that is what he said. He said, but you wait in Penrith until you be endued with power from on high. Don't go too far. So the devil fights us because of the power that we receive. See, we can't do our church in Penrith, our church in Melbourne and, and Canberra and Phoenix and Yuma. We can't do what God wants us to do in our natural ability and our natural strength. We can do a lot, but we can't do all God wants us to do without the power of the Holy Ghost. We got to have it. I need the power of God. You need the power of God desperately to walk in what God has for you and for me. Acts chapter 2, verse 1, powerful verse of scripture. 
And when the day of Pentecost, listen, <clears throat> we got a Sunday. Today's Pentecost there in the house tonight. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Something powerful happens when we're all with one accord in one place, which we are there tonight. I sense, I sense a stirring there. I sense the anointing just moving up and down the aisles right now because we're there with our mind focused on God and the things of God and the presence of God is in the house. And with that kind of atmosphere, verse two says, and suddenly, that's what you need. That's what I need. We need more and suddenlies in our life, in our families, in our churches, in our walk with God. We need and suddenly. Listen what happened. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. Wow. I bet that was awesome. And it sat and, and it filled all the house. It didn't fill half the house. It didn't fill that part. It filled all the house where all the people were. That, that presence, that sound from heaven. And the Bible says, there appeared unto them up over their head like cloven tongues of fire. I'd love to see that. And it sat upon each one of them. Not one of them was left out. Aren't you glad that not one was left out? And verse 4 said, and, and take hold of this with your heart. They were all filled. Not, not, not half not most of them, all. They were all, I looked that up in the original, and it really means they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, every one of them. And they began to do something they never done in their lives. They began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. What did they all begin to do? They all began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance, every one of them. I tell you, I was so thirsty and hungry. It's like my tongue was hanging out. I wanted the Holy Ghost. I didn't care what, at what expense. The night I received, November 1971, I went that night and I, I said to God, I am not leaving that building tonight until I get a touch from you on my life that I've never had before. I, I'm not going to go home like I did last night, but tonight, touch me. I, I wanted everything that he had for Tom, everything. They all began to praise God in a language that went far beyond their ability in the natural. Isn't that wonderful? We can go from ground zero to forever in the power of the spirit it was supernatural 10 years later you know some people say well it all happened then no 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 10 years after the day of pentecost after all of those folk spoke in tongues and received the baptism 10 years later in acts chapter 10 verse 46 said they heard them speak with tongues and magnify god 10 years later at cornelius's house now 20 years later, 20 years later, in the city of Ephesus, 
Paul was preaching the gospel to, there in the church. And, and he said to them, listen to what he said. Have you received the baptism with the Holy Ghost since you believed? And, and they said unto him, we, we have not so much as heard about that baptism with the Holy Ghost. Isn't that sad? What a sad place to be. And it's so true today. It's true in Penrith to not even know about the Holy Ghost. It's true in America. It's true everywhere in the world, especially when God has given us and gone to great lengths to give us so much. Sad place to be. Many Christians never hear, never hear about the mighty Holy Ghost. Even here in Penrith. Then in the sixth verse of 19, Paul laid his hands on those guys who had never heard anything. He told them about it, laid his hands on them, and said the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spoke with tongues, and they prophesied 20 years later. <clears throat> now, there's a scripture I want you to get a hold of as I begin my first closing here. And I'm going to try to be quick, but Acts 2, verse 38. Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ, for the remissions of sin, the remission of sins, plural, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Oh, I wish I was there right now, because in a minute, something big, something supernatural is going to happen in the house. And Papa hates to miss the presence of God just showing off. I hate to miss it, but I wish you could send me something back that uh, we could reverse this thing and I could see what God's doing. So listen to this. Then he said in verse 39, and this got my heart years ago, for the promise is unto you, those listening to him right there that night when he was preaching in Ephesus, and to your children who wasn't even born yet, that will be born. And to all that are afar off, and if you look that up, it's not just distance, it's time. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And you know what? He's still calling. Tonight in Penrith, he's there. Tonight in Penrith, that same Holy Spirit that Paul was talking about, the promise is not just to the Bible day, it's to you and me and all of us here tonight. God wants you. See, it's no accident that you're here tonight. God brought you here. You, you didn't know. You, you just got in the car and you made a plan and you ended up here in the will of God. In the will of God. This scripture, as I close, helped me. It said, therefore, brethren, in 1 Corinthians 14, 39, don't forbid to speak with tongues. Any way you look at that, it means talk in tongues, speak in tongues. The apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 18, he said, I thank God <laughs> that I speak with tongues more than you all. He had to be from West Virginia. You know, y'all come over for tea. But he said, I speak with tongues more than you all. And when I read that, I thought, Tom, you're going to start doing that. You're going to pray in tongues more than whoever. 
I'm going to pray on tongues more than you guys in Penrith tonight. I, but I hope you really get with it tonight. There are people in this house tonight. I'm going to pray in a minute. But there's people here brought here by God. You're hungry like I was. You're hungry. You're saved. You love God. But something's missing. There's an element of God that you haven't walked in yet. After I received the baptism, I could just about write a book on my life. Amazing things happened. My footprints started touching all over the world. And people I hung out with just began to do amazing things. And God's presence, I sense right now, is there to do the very same thing for you, each one of you, each one of you, as he did for me. Low those many years ago, 1971. Father, I pray right now for every man and woman, every boy and girl, every young person, every teenager that's in the house, those listening and watching on the internet. Lord, I pray you touch them right now and let the presence, your presence, touch them, fill them. Fill them, thrill them with the mighty Holy Ghost. Lord, I give you praise for what you're doing. Amazing, life-changing, world-changing, city-changing, nation-changing things are happening right now in your presence. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Wow, thank you so much. Let's stand together. How special to hear from Pastor Messer this evening on Pentecost Sunday. You know, the, um, the Holy Spirit moved on Philip when he was in Samaria. They were having a great revival there. And the Holy Spirit told him to go from there and to go down a road near Gaza Gaza's been in the news a lot lately but Philip was on this road right near Gaza and he come alongside this royal regal chariot and there was an Ethiopian man and obviously it must have been some kind of a chariot because he's standing there in the chariot with the scroll open the book of Isaiah and he's reading it out loud and the Holy Spirit said to Philip join yourself to this chariot and so Philip comes up alongside and he, he hears this Ethiopian man reading the scroll and Philip said do you understand what you're reading and he said how can I understand what I'm reading if I don't have anyone to, to teach me to, to help me and so Philip joined himself to the chariot and I would imagine over the next hours, together in that chariot, Philip taught him the scriptures about Jesus. Philip taught him about the resurrection of Christ, his death on the cross and the resurrection. And, and they must have just had this amazing conversation as he explained that the book of that chapter 53 of Isaiah. And what's interesting is that at some point, the Ethiopian said to Philip, hey, Here's water. What would hinder me from right now being baptized? 
And Philip said, well, nothing would hinder you if you believe, if you believe that Jesus is the Christ, that he's the son of God, there's no reason why you couldn't be baptized right now. And the Ethiopian said, I believe. I believe. And so they stopped the chariot. And Philip walked down with this man from North Africa. And he baptized him. Now I want to ask the same question this evening. This is Pentecost Sunday. The Holy Spirit is here. The scripture has been read. God has poured out his spirit. To you, to me, to our children, to many as are far off, to as many as would receive. What would keep you right now from receiving the mighty infilling or the baptism of the Holy Spirit right now? Right here. It's almost like here's water. What would why can't I be baptized? Here's the word. Here's Pentecost Sunday. Here's the Holy Spirit's presence with us right now. You love Jesus. You believe in him. You want him. You hunger for him. Why wouldn't why couldn't you be baptized with the Holy Spirit right now, right where you stand? And the answer to that question is, if you believe, if you receive, because that's how this all happens as a Christian. One day I believed Jesus and I received Jesus and I became a Christian. And then one day, many years later, I heard about this mighty baptism of the Holy Spirit and I'd been serving him for years. And I began to hunger for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. I wanted this transformation. I wanted to receive this power to live a Christian life like I had never known before. And in one evening, exactly that happened to me. I wasn't in a church service. I was in a home. I was in a house. I was by myself. And I believed. And I received. And I was baptized with the Holy Spirit. So tonight, if you believe and if this evening like Pastor Tom Messer said you're hungry you're hungry I'll tell you who the Holy Spirit's really good for he's really good for those who are hungry for God let me tell you what the baptism of the Holy Spirit's really good for it's good for somebody who really wants to live in the victory of Jesus Christ who really wants to please and serve the Lord and who needs a power more and greater than the power that they have then why would you not receive right now the baptism of the Holy Spirit so I'm going to ask every head to bow and this is a personal decision would not want to force this or make anyone uncomfortable of course this is for Christians who want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit just like happened in the book of Acts and if that's you in this place then right now Jesus wants to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Jesus wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Why would he withhold the Holy Spirit from you? Because the Holy Spirit is your helper. He's your empowerer. The Holy Spirit is your instructor. Why would he? And it's not that you don't have the Spirit. Listen, you, if you're a Christian, you have the Spirit. In John chapter 20, Jesus breathed on the first day of the resurrection on the disciples. He said, receive the Holy Spirit. And they did receive the Holy Spirit. And yet he told them 40 days later to wait in Jerusalem until they were baptized with the Holy Spirit. So it's not like you're receiving the Holy Spirit if you're a Christian. You already have the Holy Spirit in you. There's a difference. I have the Holy Spirit. I believe in Christ. But there is a, he told them, but wait for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Wait till you're endued with power from on high. And if that's you tonight, then right now, I'd like everyone that wants to, everyone that's keen to, I'd like you to just raise your hands. 
close your eyes. And I'm going to pray a prayer. And here's what I'd like you to do this evening. For every man, every woman that says, oh, God, fill me. Or even fill me afresh. Fill me again. Fill me anew. I want to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. But here's what I'd like you to do right now. You want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You're letting that be known to God. Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. And so what I would like you to do right now is believe and receive. And I want you to imagine in your heart a dove. Just This is what happened to Jesus in the, in the water. I want you to see a dove over you, over you descending right now. You're saying, Lord, baptize me with the Holy Spirit. I want you to see this beautiful dove coming down over your life right now. This beautiful dove. He's descending like he did on Jesus there in the water when John baptized him. I want you to see that right now, this dove descending on you in your heart. Just use your imagination, and I want you to see that. And now, I want you to envision something else. I want you to see a waterfall. It's about one meter in front of you. It's a waterfall that's coming down from a great height. It's a powerful waterfall. It's a powerful waterfall. And it's just a meter in front of you, and it's roaring. And it's coming down with such power, with such power. And now, I want you to imagine yourself stepping into that waterfall right now. Right now. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. This is my prayer. Holy Spirit, come. And I pray right now, right now, many, many are being baptized in the Holy Spirit right now. The dove of heaven has come. And like a mighty rushing river and like a mighty rushing wind, the Holy Spirit is coming and baptizing. Lord, right now, if we ask for the Holy Spirit, you would not give us something else. You would give us the Holy Spirit. And we are asking for the Holy Spirit come. Come right now. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be baptized. Receive. Believe that you receive. Receive and believe. Believe. Know that this is God's will for your life. This is good. This is going to make you love Jesus more. This is going to make you bolder in your life, bolder in your faith. You're going to want to live more holy when you have more of the Holy Spirit in you. You're going to want to be more like Jesus because the Holy Spirit exalts Jesus. He lifts up Jesus. He magnifies Jesus. And right now, just be filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you have some words forming in your mind that seem to you like gibberish don't worry about that don't worry about that those those words those words are another language and if they're there and if they're in your mind don't resist them don't don't do, don't i think oh this is crazy this is no no this has been happening for two thousand years for people who've received the holy spirit language comes words come gibberish as it were comes but don't think of it as gibberish think of it as another language and if that's there you just be absolutely bold and absolutely free to speak any of those words that are there that are in your heart if they're there then just let them come out go ahead and believe go ahead and receive go ahead and believe go ahead and receive this mighty baptism tonight of the holy spirit come on in jesus name come holy ghost